0: At Villa Vita, one of our most famous events is Queen's Brunch. Great food and powerful drag performances are the perfect combination, especially as it means bringing drag and queer culture into the daylight where more people can experience it. In this episode, I'm talking to one of our drag queens, Deanna Diamond, about looking pretty in pink, their journey into drag, and how this led to advocacy and activism against attacks on drag artists and the trans community, both in Vienna and their native Denmark.
1: Hi. Hi. So good to be here. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Yes. Um, What is your name?
1: My name is Diana Diamond. I'm a drag performer. When I'm not in drag, I go by Maunus. That's a Danish name. You would probably say Magnus. Yeah. That's me.
0: Awesome. So you do drag mostly in Copenhagen?
1: I do drag in Copenhagen. Yeah. I am from Copenhagen. Uh, I do also tour around Denmark sometimes. And then I... I'm fortunate, fortunately, what is it called? I get, I get to go here, to Vienna. To, yeah, so yeah.
0: now we're currently in Vienna, but I just learned something new. It's not Copenhagen, it's Copenhagen.
1: It's Copenhagen, yeah, I feel like <laughs> we will say that. I, I think people are calling it Copenhagen because they think it sounds Danish, but we call it Mountain, so that's like nothing to do with it, but yeah. But you could say whatever.
0: <laughs> so how did you get into doing drag?
1: i've always been really fascinated about the drag world i remember seeing the drag a drag performer for the first time when i was around four years old on television it was a uh, a huge danish drag queen that did some anastasia impersonation and from that that time i was hooked so it's like whenever there has been something drag i have been like very interested because it's just like extravagant and glitter and hair and stilettos and everything. Love it.
0: And so, what I'm currently wearing one of your dresses, first yes. of all, I have to say. <laughs> it is pink, it is poofy, it is absolutely fabulous. And so, your your drag style, can you describe that for us?
1: It's really just what you said, pink and poofy and fabulous. I'm like inspired by those, really by Barbie. I want to look like a real-life Barbie doll. Most of the times, um, Paris Hilton is an inspiration. Glinda the Good Witch. Karen from Mean Girls. It's like kind of that blonde, uh, bombshell, stupid vibe, I give. Yeah. And I love pink.
0: I remember when you first came to Vienna. How long ago was that?
1: It was, I feel like, August 2020. So it's just when we had a little break from Miss Covidina-19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, a, it's like... Two and a half years ago, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you were a very different performer. Can you explain, like, your evolution in that time?
1: I I was a baby queen back then. I've only been doing drag for kind of a year. And then the pandemic hit, so that was not a lot of opportunities for me in Copenhagen to perform, really. Um, but I think I just evolved into a more uh, confident performer. I, I found my shtick if you can say that like I I really like a comedic performance with some a lot of comedy elements but still being very beautiful and dumb (laughs) and really just stick to that when I I, I, when I do my mixes at home I'm like always laughing and I feel like if I find things funny other people would find it funny too I guess
0: you did drag bingo last night and something that really struck me was how good you are on your feet. Just like improvising, talking to the crowd, bringing them in. How are you honing that skill? Is that like something you practice? You just kind of like have a shtick that you then like roll out? Or are you thinking that stuff up as you go?
1: I I actually, I do a lot of improvisation. Uh, Is it called that? Improvisation. Improvisation, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every time I do shows, Back in Copenhagen as well, I'm fortunately, unfortunate. That, that's a word I can't say.
0: Fortunate, yeah, that.
1: Okay. Uh, but you to, can be
0: fortunate, but you just can't say fortunate. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. I am lucky enough to host a lot of shows back in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. um, and drag has kind of exploded back then. Oh. I also started a lot of shows myself. So by going out and forcing myself to be on the stage and talking on a microphone. I feel like I kind of learned from that a lot so I can pull those skills in wherever I go. And I'm really, I I, I figured I'm really good at adapting to the audience that I'm performing in front of. Um, and my biggest goal is to make them feel comfortable too and laugh. So I'm literally just having the time of my life when I'm on the stage. And by doing that, I feel like people that I'm entertaining are having the time of their life as well.
0: I know I did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had a great time. Um, tell us about the scene in Copenhagen. It is... Copenhagen, sorry.
1: <laughs> it is evolving. It has been very traditional up until, like, I would say, around 2018 mm-hmm. with the the pageant queens. Um, mm-hmm. But something changed. There was a whole new generation of drag performers uh, being born around that time. Me, myself, I was like late... 2019 um and then i feel like drag has it has not become mainstream but kind of you can't really go anywhere in copenhagen without seeing a, a drag performer drag is everywhere and people are hungry for it and we are hungry to go out and perform and we just inspire each other um so it's really evolving it's really it's really high quality of drag, I would say. And it's a lot of improv shows. It's a lot of comedy. It's a lot of still pageant and, and, uh, and songs with like big positive energy and, um, and meaning behind them. So it's like, there's a lot of different styles of drag and everybody can kind of work together. And we just encourage each other to to thrive yeah
0: can you explain what a pageant queen is
1: (laughs) i for uh, my definition of a pageant queen would be like a more traditional drag queen that has those really long gowns and is painted for the gods has beautiful hair and just do a ballad or just being the moment on stage, you don't really need much but her expressions and her look. Um, that, to me, is a pageant queen. We have some beautiful ones. Go and look up Sasha Holiday. She's amazing. Oh, <laughs> Sasha Holiday, yes.
0: So your shtick, you, you kind of alluded to it, but could you sort of describe... I mean, I have my interpretation of what mm-hmm. you're doing, but I'd love for to hear you describe... What you try to bring to the stage?
1: I try to bring humor to the stage. That is like basically it. I, I, I all, not all the time, but I, I like to do popular pop songs pretty much and like twist them into some sort of, have sort of a comedic element in every song. And it can be, yesterday I did SNM by Rihanna, but what, she wanted was corn not necessarily she wanted the uh sex but then i do like twist it to make the whole performance about corn which for me is really stupid but to when you like when you commit and you stick with that it's gonna be really entertaining as well um so that is pretty much what i do i find something stupid and just make it into a performance basically
0: did you do comedy as well? Because I kind of get a sense that that's there, that like you're a comedian.
1: I do stand-up comedy as okay, well in Copenhagen. So yeah, I do. Is... I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's the nearest thing I throw myself into. Yeah. But we uh, have had some shows at the biggest comedy club in Copenhagen uh, every other month on a Monday. Uh, we started last summer and um i just did one this monday actually and i i wrote down like two and a half pages of comedic material that i that i did like for stand up and then i did i finished it off with a comedic performance uh so that was basically me on the microphone for like 10 15 minutes just doing stand up in drag uh, and i loved it <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun yeah what do
0: you want people to go away from your shows with
1: just a happy feeling. I I my intention is that they leave out their problems and normal life. They leave them outside of the the room. They go in, they forget about whatever they're dealing with and they just be in the moment and have fun and laugh and take that energy with them when they leave. Um hopefully to to stick with that energy because I to me that is what drags gives me it's like positivity cool vibes happiness and i want that to bring that to the people that i'm performing in front of
0: so we're in a very particular moment in the political landscape regarding drag yes and something happened in denmark not so long ago can you explain what happened
1: yeah i had a um children's show, a children's drag show on a public library uh, a few weeks ago and um, a couple of weeks before we were having this show people got uh, started noticing that the shows were happening and some right wing people, I don't know who they are they um, didn't feel like we should do these shows because they were they had all sorts of opinions and thoughts about what these children's drag shows would include um, which means that they posted a lot of things online a lot of hatred online towards me um, calling me a pedophile they were ac- uh, claim- no accusing me of grooming children um, they were trying to start rumors that I was going to strip for these children mm. um And they they really went to, just to basically Facebook and Twitter and posted a lot of hatred and hate speech about me. And some, it ended with people sending me death threats. Um, And when I received those death threats, I was like, I didn't want to, I I, I just couldn't be quiet about it. So I went to the media, the Danish media with these uh, things that I received and luckily they took it very seriously. So they they cleared out a whole segment that evening for me to come in on national television to talk about what I have received, what I was being accused of, um, which led to this being kind of not a... Yeah, you could say it was a shitstorm because I've received a lot of negativity towards show. the show. The public library have received lots of, uh, accusations as well and and hateful messages um, but then the, it started sort of a debate throughout the whole country of Denmark if children's drag show should be okay which means that this included politicians that were out uh, both against and uh, for these shows um, it it's it was a entire media, debate and i was in every danish media a lot of uh, people from both left and right wings of the politicians they they were involved in this there were some mayors involved and i don't know if the prime minister herself got involved but it was at that level um but luckily for us we had a lot a lot lots of support i received so many beautiful messages from people encouraging me to do stuff like this and telling that uh, telling me that this was so important for them and for their children that also like to dress up as princesses because what I was going to to do these children's show it was basically me as a drag princess performing Disney songs and blowing uh, bubbles and and glitter um, for the for the night and, and having children play with some glitter and stuff Um which ended up really, really cute, because the show itself and the event itself went really, really well. It was such a, a success, but uh, it led to... There was a demonstration outside of the, of the library um, against us, where people were... It was like really right-wing people that were... They were thinking that these children was going to change gender, change their gender when they see these shows. And they really just have no clue what a drag show for children is. Mm. Um, but at the same time, there was also a, a counter demonstration with a lot of people from the LGBT community and just people that supported us um, gathered and created a really good vibe in front of this library. So also the children could feel very secure to go in and they were like there were five, 600 people. So, and the, the the protest against us, they were like 20 people maybe. So we really felt the love and support from so many people. Um, but this has never happened in Denmark before. There has never been anything, or may, yeah maybe like if we go back to the 1950s or something like that, but modern day Denmark doesn't have the LGBTQ plus community does not have this hatred thrown against them in Denmark. Mm. Um, So it was really an event that actually gathered our whole community because they were all uh, supporting us also because this is does the, the protesters, they were saying that this is just the drag show that their agenda was against. Like they were feeling that this drag show was the big problem, but Honestly, the bigger problem is that these are a bunch of transphobic people that are that are just really trying to take trans people's, trans persons' rights away from them. Yeah, and um, I, I
0: think that also drag queens are a low-hanging fruit because they are so publicly and extravagantly exactly. gender nonconforming. conforming mm. um, Has that ever kind of entered um people speculation around your identity um like okay so now you want to be a girl or something like that is that something that you've had to deal with
1: not necessarily just from i think from people that are, haven't had a chance to witness what drag is as an art form mm-hmm. they could be like oh but uh, like speculating if this is s- some kind of my own identity or if i want to trans uh, what is it called like transition transition yes um but most of the time people get it really quickly that this is an art form but those right-wing protesters they they have no clue of what is going on so and i don't know if this really breaks down their whole idea of what the world is or mm. it's like something fundamental for them um so
0: but the paradox is is that you know they on the one hand they argue that you know gender is this like natural thing that you're born with and it's fixed, and on the other hand they they think that if you see like a man in a dress, it's going to change for you. <laughs> like, it's what exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's so and and the thing is, ninety five percent of the Danish population find this particular situation so stupid because mm-hmm. this, it really is stupid that there are some people that are accusing us of of horrible things and sending us hate messages and mm. stuff like that but i i i figured out during this this time where i had to yeah, deal with all of this that these people you can't say or do anything to make them change their mind so i think the,
0: it's so interesting as well that your first impulse was to fight and to speak out about it instead yeah. of running and hiding where do you think that comes from
1: um I think it's coming from knowing a lot of people that are, sadly enough, getting these hate messages on a daily basis, mostly uh, transgender people. Um, And I know that when you receive this, you really don't have the energy to take it out publicly as i do but for me that i don't receive all of these things i was like this is a fight that i psychically also could carry so i really wanted to do that to help these people does that make sense it makes a lot of sense yeah but i at the same time i had no idea when i started or when i first uh, contacted the the media that this situation would blow up as a national shitstorm I mm. thought okay now I I spoke my part or I, I I've talked talked about what I've received and stuff like that and maybe it would just fade away but it didn't it was literally the the most talked about cultural um uh, thing that happened in Denmark like for years now <laughs> yeah. so, like, my tiny little drag show on a, on a library was like the, the most discussed event in Denmark <laughs>
0: okay but the important question is who is your favorite Disney princess
1: oh my god uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really I've always seen myself as uh, as what is her the sleeping beauty mm. uh, what's her name Aurora because of her pink dress, pink dress yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I love the little mermaid as well. yeah. Aurora Arian. is her name? Yeah
0: yeah oh, we have confirmation yeah yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I bet that was such a show and so magical for the children as it, well.
1: It was amazing. I, I wore, like, you're sitting in a pink dress right now. Mm-hmm. Imagine this times 20. Yeah. It was huge. I could fit, like, five people underneath the <laughs> skirt of it. It's like, I'm going to show you a picture afterwards, but it's amazing, yeah. yeah.
0: So where do you want to go from here? I mean, now you're, you've been on national news, and so in that regard, you might be... At this moment, the most recognizable queen from Copenhagen. Hagen. Yes. Hagen. <laughs>
1: you got it.
0: <laughs> um, so where do, you, where do you want to go from here?
1: I hope that there are great things happening for me in the near future. I am uh, actually planning on doing a, um, a national uh, tour in denmark with these kids shows because i know that a lot of people from around the country have texted me and told me that they would love if i got to their city so that's a first and then i actually want to do more television but not in this way but like as myself Mm. um, i would love to host a tv show in denmark uh, because i see drag going there as being like mainstream hostesses mm-hmm. of national tv shows and honestly just keep thriving and keep on doing what i do i have a lot of shows in copenhagen i love it i love every opportunity i get and i just wanna i to go out and perform honestly
0: awesome oh I would be remiss if I didn't ask you if you could talk a little bit about Queen's Brunch and kind of (laughs) where that sat in your drag evolution.
1: I mean, it was really my first big opportunity, I would say, when uh, Stefan uh, texted us, telling us that he was going to fly us into Vienna from Copenhagen. That was the first time I really felt like, oh my God. I'm kind of a star now. I'm being flown into another country. <laughs> you
0: were flewed out. out is the correct term, I think. Flewed out? <laughs> yeah, okay. Flued out. Oh my God, what does I say? What does that mean? <laughs> you got, got flewed out.
1: I got flewed out. <laughs> Let's just keep it there.
0: Um,
1: and yeah, it was it was fun. And it was like also the hardest first time I felt like, okay, drag is an actual job because I had like two brunches in a row that I was in mm-hmm. drag for like five or six hours and we were entertaining a lot of people and it was just it was just really fun and that was in the start at the beginning of my career I was mm-hmm. here I've only been doing drag for like nine months back then mm-hmm. and uh
0: I mean you were a baby I was a
1: baby back then Aww. yeah and,
0: <laughs> just yeah. out of high school you were <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but true it, it I was yeah yeah and uh yeah, it was a really, really amazing experience. And now I'm back for the third time and it's, mm-hmm. it's it gets better every time, I must say. But mm-hmm. well, um, you get better every time, yeah. so that's
0: why it gets better every
1: time. But it's uh, it's amazing that we have this place here where you just give opportunities to so many performers from around Europe, around the world even. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tell us how we can find you online and figure out where to you know, come see one of these shows. Come
1: see my shows.
0: And Copenhagen. I mean yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're if you go to Copenhagen, you're definitely gonna see a show with me because I, I literally have shows every week. Mm-hmm. Um you can find me on Instagram. My name is The Diana Diamond. Diana Diamond was taken, unfortunately. (laughs) But it's the same on TikTok, the Diana Diamond. And I feel like Facebook, you can just put Diana Diamond. But I'm mostly active on Instagram.
0: Mostly on Instagram. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.